All right, hi there. Um, Ian Gardner here with another podcast episode. Uh, we're still sort of in a teething phase, so hopefully this is going to start uh, improving as we go. So uh, I'm here with Rob. So Rob, who are you and what's your business? I'm the co-founder of Spaceways, which is an on-demand storage service. Um, that means that you know we have a website people that people go to uh, whenever they don't have enough space for uh, for some of their items. They tell us how many boxes they need to store whatever they don't have room for. We deliver those boxes to their doorstep, free of charge. They pack them, we collect them, again, free of charge. People then pay a monthly storage fee. Uh, and whenever they want their stuff back, they just go online, uh, let us know, and we return their stuff within 24 hours. So the Uber, Uber for storage I read somewhere, is that? That's what we've been called, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so where's the stuff stored? It so it's uh, just outside Sydney. Yeah. So it's one central facility? It's one central facility. I, that, that's, the, that's what makes this business model so exciting, is that as opposed to traditional self-storage, where you have a bunch of facilities all over the city in pretty expensive locations usually, because you want to be close to your customers. Uh, in our case, we've got you know, one central warehouse, slightly more remote, and um, you know, the money we save on real estate costs is what we reinvest into the, uh, the service. Yeah. And uh, we're here in Australia, so <laughs> you've officially launched here, is that right? We have, yes. Right. Yeah. When was that? Uh, we just launched uh, earlier this week, officially. Okay. Uh, we did a soft launch last week. Um, and is, just in case great. this goes out late, this is late February we're oh, talking yeah. about right now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This might take a week to get out there. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, no, but it's been great. We, yeah. we initially launched in London and expanded to Paris, Chicago, Toronto, and Finally, uh, now finally made it to Australia. Yeah, and you got lingo. Did you just say no worries? I do. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> now, and uh, can detect a little bit like me. You've got a funny accent. Like, where are you from? <laughs> yeah, I can't get rid of that accent. <laughs> um, I'm I'm German. Okay. Yeah, I'm so, German. where did you grow up? I grew up in Munich. Yeah. Uh, so our headquarters actually in Berlin, though. Right. And yeah. All right. So no. I mean, just part of that. So you are uh, funded by. Rocket, Rocket Internet. Internet, exactly. So yes. tell us about that. So Rocket Internet is a big uh, investor, a big, big European investor, and um, you know the, the three of us uh, as co-founders, we we'd been talking about launching a company for quite some time. Uh, when when we felt like the time was right, we started talks with or initiated talks with a bunch of different you know business angels, company builders, etc. Uh, as well as Rocket Internet, we really liked them and uh, joined them to, to build this company. So just to understand that, so are you, I mean you're an entrepreneur obviously, yeah. but are you also in the payroll of Rocket? I mean, or, so how did that no. work? I mean, because yeah. it sounds like they basically funded you to yeah. start the business, is yeah. that right? Yeah, so we initially, so they initially hired us to, to actually um, identify business models with them. So that's almost like an entrepreneur in residence, I mean is that? It's, Kind of similar? like that, exactly, okay. exactly. Uh, then we identified this this business model, this opportunity, uh, l launched Spaceways, and then transferred oh, to so Spaceways. Again, just to be yeah. clear, so when you joined up with Rocket, you yeah. didn't know what you were going to do, is that right? We had about we had a couple of ideas. Rocket had a couple of ideas, but we hadn't decided on one one idea just yet. So we spent some time uh, looking looking at the different business models and deciding that this, this is an awesome awesome business model and that we wanted to pursue this one. That sounds like a dream job. So, <laughs> so basically, you get paid to join this awesome company yeah. that if they fund you, you're likely to be vastly rich. 
<laughs> yeah. uh, who knows? So, uh, so how did you get a job like that? How did you link in with the Rocket guys? We just had a couple of personal connections. Okay. Uh, so a couple of our friends from university had joined Rocket a couple of years ago. We'd always been been in touch with, with those guys, with, with Rocket, and uh, I guess I guess they liked us. Uh, yeah. Decided to uh, to take us on board. Well, there's a you know the key lesson out of that from the listeners is network like a boss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, good things come to those with good networks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's uh, and it, it's still super helpful, right? The kind of being in touch with uh, with those other guys that joined the company early on, as well as uh, those that started other companies and kind of learning yeah. from them, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, so I want to get back to uh, Spaceways and, yes. and how you're going to expand it in a sec. That's uh, what I'm got, most passionate yeah, about. Yeah. i got one more question. Yeah. I mean, who are the other, I mean, Rocket's had some notable yeah. success stories. Yeah. So who are the other uh, big names that have come out of Rocket? It's a big, big company in Australia is the Iconic, yep. for example. Um, well, they them. They're doing yes. pretty well. <laughs> um, and then there's, there's other companies. Uh, Shopwings just launched in Australia. Yeah. Um, Helpling, which is a great, uh, great company. Um, so there's there's a bunch of. And can you give us an idea of the, the the scale of of Rocket? I mean, like how how big is the fund? How many companies they invested in? Oh, it's hard to give you uh, to give you numbers because uh, we're so focused on space right no, now. Enough. But but it's it, it is a fairly big company. It's actually um, the, the the biggest at least European investor in right. uh, in startups. You know, they just did an IPO. Um, raised quite some money and yeah, I've been pretty successful for, for quite some time. Yeah. And how do you respond to, if there's a criticism of Rocket that I've heard, it's like uh, they only fund ideas that have been built by others, so they're basically copycats. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think ultimately entrepreneurship is about a lot of, a lot of aspects, a lot of things and uh, identifying an idea is just one little step and there's hundreds of people out there who have great ideas every day. I think it's all about then taking, taking an idea um, and uh, turning it into a company and, and building and scaling that company. I think that's the challenge. Yeah. If you look at uh, Google, uh, they weren't the first search engine. Facebook wasn't the first social network. Um, Apple didn't invent the first of any product. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, who so invented I, the Mac? Xerox. <laughs> yeah. See, so so I think ultimately, um, ultimately entrepreneurship is going out there, taking a risk of of, of starting something um, from scratch and and building building a great company. Yeah. I think that's that's what uh, differentiates an entrepreneur from somebody who just has an idea or or um, who um, you know who, who thinks there is opportunity somewhere. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about space race. <laughs> yeah, uh, great. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so when did you start the business? Uh, last year, uh, early, early early last year. Okay. So we um, we started working on it around around April last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And first stop was Germany. For, no, no. Or? We actually we we are not uh, we're not offering the service in Germany. All right. So despite your uh, German accent and German I, backer, yeah, you <laughs> don't want to be in Germany. Exactly. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows if we're going to end up in. Uh, in, in, in Germany, but you know this business model makes a lot more sense in in, in other cities than uh, like big German cities. Okay. Let's look at Berlin, it's, which is a great city, but its real estate is incredibly cheap. So everybody's living in huge apartments. Right. So there's not and people are not moving as much. So there's not so much of a need for a service like ours. Gotcha. So a lot makes a lot more sense. A lot bigger real estate is incredibly expensive. People move a lot. Yeah. Um, 
same same applies for for Sydney. Um, you know, when we looked at cities around the world, very early on we felt like Sydney was a great great city to go to, despite the fact that it's very far away. Yeah. Um, but uh, we just felt like the need for service like ours is is a lot lots uh, bigger than uh, than in let's say Berlin, Munich, or, or Frankfurt. Yeah. So where was your first uh, entree then? So what where did London. you launch? London. London. So London. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, so, so London, we uh, all lived in London and we all knew the pains of, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the high cost of living over there. There's not much storage space in most it's departments terrible. there. It's yeah. terrible. I, I think London is one of the, the, the worst places in that regard. Uh, yeah. even, even people who have well-paid jobs live in, you know, uh, shared apartments, etc. So um, it just made a lot of sense. And it was great. We, we launched and... Um, we initially thought that people would just be using us to store, you know, one, two, three boxes to store some stuff. And uh, what we realized is that people actually use us to store a lot more items than we had expected, and for a lot of different reasons that we had expected. Um, you know, we've got we've got the craziest use cases. Everything from, um, you know, this fashion designer who's storing mannequins with us because she only needs them for fashion shows. To uh, every couple of months, to um, my favorite, my favorite story is still this uh, this uh, this girl who threw her boyfriend out uh, out of the apartment and then ordered boxes for him to to store his stuff and move out, uh, and he did actually store his stuff in our <laughs> in our boxes. Wow. Uh, so there's all kinds of crazy use cases that you wouldn't expect. Next to, of course, people using us for lots of people using us for moving. Students are using us when when they're going abroad and renting out their apartments, etc. Yeah, so so London was your first, and yeah. obviously it's still still running yes. well there. Yeah, yeah. So, and what does the uh, team look like here in London? So we've got. Um, Sorry, is that so where you're headquartered? Berlin, Berlin. So you're, you're, it's right, all you're headquartered. It's complicated. So you are, right, it's complicated. So <laughs> yeah. you're German, backed by Germans. Yes. You're not in Germany, but you're headquartered there yeah. with an operation in London. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which makes a lot of sense for us because um, Germany is uh, or Berlin is is very affordable okay. um, and there's a lot of talent um, that um, that wants to work in startups and um, that are basically easy to convince to work for a company like ours as opposed to London where the banks and big corporates are gonna um, are gonna be hiring are gonna be hiring the great guys because they right. just pay ridiculous salaries um, so that's that's why that made sense uh, but then we, in each city that we operate in, we have, a, we have a very strong team. So you obviously have an operations manager in each city. You yeah. make sure that obviously everything goes smoothly, nothing gets lost, etc. And you need somebody um, for offline marketing, business development, uh, you yeah. know, partnerships, events, etc. All right, so you launched in London last April? Yes. Uh, well, no, April is when we started working business, on it. Okay. Um, and then June, July is when we launched in London. Okay. Uh, and then a month later, Paris. Two months later in uh, Chicago and Toronto. And now finally Sydney. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of time zones with a lot of travel yeah, my life is terrible. fledgling <laughs> business. So, yeah. I mean, if I was... Uh, Looking at this as I am, as an outsider, I'm like, is there not a huge operational risk with spreading yourself that thin? Um, I think there's an opportunity as well. Uh, yes, there is a challenge uh, if you're in, in a bunch of time zones and countries. So you, you definitely have to make sure that you coordinate everything and, uh, and or that that you maintain 
uh, a mode of operating um, in a manner where you, where you collaborate and you share knowledge and you make sure that you know, everything goes smoothly. But I think it's more, it's more of an opportunity, actually. Um, everything from, you know, we, we now offer almost 24-hour customer service because we always have a customer service agent that's awake somewhere around the world, yeah. which is awesome. It's an opportunity for us because um, you, you can spread, spread the cost and offer better service. You, you learn from operations in different cities. Um, you know, you transfer knowledge and you make sure that you off in each city that you operate and you offer a better service. Um, and there's very, a lot of other very different kinds of learnings uh, that you can then you know, transfer between the cities if you ensure that um, that you communicate, um, and we, we do that a lot. Like we make sure that we everybody you know communicates with everybody within yeah. the organization, shares knowledge, etc. Um, and that whenever problems do arise, that you identify them early and uh, and tackle them. And that's but there must uh, be. I mean, if you think about those four cities you've talked about, I mean, there's cultural, language, operational, legal. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the challenges within them are 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 huge, aren't they? So, I mean, they, just yeah. talk us through how the hell you manage four <laughs> it, regions like that. Here's the thing. If you, that's true, there's differences. Um, the opportunity that you have is that you can build a stronger and bigger team, um, you know, essentially that then works with everybody in the countries um, if, if you're in more than one country. And yes, there is different legal implications in each country. Operations are slightly different. Um, obviously, marketing has to be done differently. In the U.S., everybody knows self-storage, so you just tell people, hey, this is self-storage 2.0. In the U.K., that's not the case. You've got to educate them about the service itself. Um, so there is those differences, but at the same time, um, you can build a, a stronger organization if, you, if you're more cities because you're spreading the cost. Right. So um, that, that's an opportunity, I believe. And you know, if you've dealt with regulation in one country, doing it in a second country... Is, is not trivial, but it gets a lot easier. Right. So if you've set up operations in one city, I think setting up in a second city and a third city is a lot easier. And yep. by now, for, for a lot of, especially for the operations, we've developed blueprints um, that we just apply in each city. You know, you, you develop um, you know, warehousing systems, um, you know, processes, etc., etc., and you can then just apply that in each, in each country, yep. of course, adjusting it to local requirements. Okay. So, and, right, so Sydney's the fourth region that you've launched in so yes. you must be getting good at it even though you've only been going for <laughs> seven or eight months so yeah. I mean what what does the operation look like you know from a staffing perspective here just now so, and then in a few months time yeah. so uh, now we've got an operations manager um, who is also uh, on the side actually everybody in the team right now is taking customer service calls okay. and we've got an intern and a business development or, you know, partnership manager Right. So the ops manager is essentially your, you know, he or she is your boss for Australia. Is that? It's exactly. So we've we've it's, it's like twofold, right? You've got the operations manager who is responsible for the operations side of things, and then marketing, customer acquisition, and they're right. I would say they're they're equal, right? It's, right. it's kind of so winning, acquiring customers, yeah. and then making sure they're happy and keep recommending us. Uh, it's, it's, they're both just. As and so you uh, and you found these people already? Yeah. Right, yeah. so they are in, did you put them in place before you came or was that part of your job coming down here? It's, uh, well, there's three of us uh, co-founders, so right. one of my co-founders actually took care of that stuff. Right. Um, who usually sets up, um, so he usually sets up, or he's responsible for operations, 
So uh, he comes in early and, and makes sure that makes sure that you know the operations are set up are set up tight because uh, that's the worst that could happen, right? That we that we lose lose purple people's personal yeah. items, properties. And and where so where where is the office? You, I mean, are you cohabiting? The, the office is in Sorry Hills. The office is in Sorry Hills. Right. So you have your own premises. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. We're sharing it with another rocket company, which again okay. is great, right? Because you. Uh, which one? With Shop Wings. Okay. Great That's pretty good. Check them out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 great, right? Because you um, you obviously you, you split the cost and you, you can share insights um, in in whatever you're doing, whether it's you know um, flyering, online marketing, etc. Yeah. That, that certainly helps, and it helps in in terms of being in all of those different uh, different countries. Yeah. In us uh, in G uh, Canada, for instance, we share an office with Helpling. Yeah. So. Okay, I mean, all that's really cool. So, like, can, I mean, some of our audience here are, are techies. Yeah. Uh, so, can you touch on how you've architected your platform, how that scales, etc.? I mean, I mean, what is it you're built on, and how does it work? Um, well, we've, I would say, from a technical perspective, it's not, uh, it's nothing crazy complex. Um, the uh, the only difference to um, to I would say like regular e-commerce warehouse management systems is that you obviously have individual items coming in and coming out, and you got to track the individual individual boxes. But other than that, I, I wouldn't say there's nothing nothing fancy about the systems. It's, I mean, it's just did, did Rocket help with that? Yeah. I mean, if they yes. right, so they have a core tech team that helps guys like you build this stuff. Well, they. We had so we worked with them uh, initially for about two months, but after two months we'd already hired our team. So now we've got um, six, six developers uh, in in uh, in our Berlin office who are dedicated to spaceways, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, initially to start things up and to get everything up and running, it makes sense to you know get um, get help from 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 Rocket or whatever external external uh, agency you might be working with. Uh, but you do want to have your own tech team on board as soon as possible. People who are committed long term, and uh, you are not in there just kind of to get you know to to uh, to work on a project for for two months. You want people with like a long term incentive and building great uh, you know great platform. Yeah. So uh, and again, you know maybe linked into that mm -hmm. and back to your your structure and how yeah. you're funded. So you're a privately owned company, yeah. funded by. So do Rocket have a majority investment or a minority? It's a majority. Majority. Yeah. All right. So when you're hiring like your gun CTO yeah. or yeah. Yeah. operations guy globally, I mean, are you cutting them in with yeah. with equity and yeah. Yeah. right? So there is a traditional yeah. Yeah. To that. I mean, you we're a startup, right? Yeah. Um, there might be a different. But it is a different model. It's not often there you might get a startup be, fully funded, and majority owned by. An yeah. There's investor. all kinds. There's all kinds of uh, all kinds of options, right? But uh, but ultimately. Um, we are building this company not as not as managers for big corporates, but we're building it as entrepreneurs. Yeah. And the people we get on board are people with an entrepreneurial mindset, and obviously those people should have and uh, will have a stake in the company. Yeah. Yeah. And but by the same token, it's not a blank checkbook that you're dealing with with Rocket. I mean, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. I mean, it's like uh, too much cash makes you fat and lazy. I wish. I wish. <laughs> so they basically cut you a check, and it said, uh, "Rob, off you go and." Um, 
you are uh, basically yeah you are they they keep funding you um as and is that milestone driven yes right. yes yeah um and they, they keep find, funding you um you know obviously like every investor as long as they are they're happy with with what's going on and this is we are a startup after all right, right? This, is, this is a risky business um so um you know at some point in time they may might just like every investor say hey this is this is not going the direction you want to go in and yeah. that's it but there is no yeah. you know there's no blank checks or any anything like yeah, that and, so, and, and I and I don't know the the, yeah. the, the data yeah. or numbers yeah. around yeah. this but if you think about the pace that you're growing at and the, yeah. and the regions you're going to yeah. and your core team of six I mean, you must, is it what, sort of 10 million bucks? I mean, and if you keep growing at the rate you're, you're growing at with, with new cities coming mm -hmm. on, I mean, you're going to burn through a lot of cash before you turn profit. Is that about right? How much did you raise? We're not giving out that. that. Yeah, we right. haven't so I'm guessing that. 10 million. Um, not that much. I think, I think you, can, you can build a company with, with less money. Um, but are you going you, to keep growing at the same pace into new centers it's, in the way you have so in the last right six now months. we're pretty happy with the cities that we're in those are those are the, the markets the cities that we want to be in okay so you're going to bed um, down your four now and just make them hum along and exactly right. that's that's, that's gotcha. where we want to be okay so that's um, less than 10 but but ultimately i think um, you've got to be really really careful in your spending and you you've got to remain lean even even if you're in a bunch of cities and if you've grown pretty fast. Yeah. I, th I believe that we're still a very lean organization and um, that we are very far from burning a lot of cash. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. And so what is, uh, let's focus on Sydney. So what yeah. does the operation here look like in a year and two <laughs> years' time? So our vision is um, that, you know, People are not only going to use us, you know, for the traditional use cases like uh, when they're moving, but we believe that um, this service can develop into something that, you know, pretty much everybody living in a big city like Sydney uh, uses when they are when they need of space or just uh, when they have stuff that they don't need on a daily basis, like your suitcase that you only need when you're traveling, like uh, you know your documents that you have to store. But you don't need. You're obviously not not looking at those um, all the time. Uh, memorabilia. It could be seasonal clothing or sports equipment. So there's all kinds of reasons why people could be using a service like ours, and um, we believe that we can we can build this market and offer offer great service at a you know great price point. Uh, that that then will be something that uh, that is used on a broad scale. We okay. we don't see this as like a niche offering, but we see it as something that is uh, very relevant to a lot of people and, um, and very exciting to anybody living, living in you know, small, uh, yeah. small apartments dealing with, with a lack of space. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I'm not, uh, we've used self-storage a couple of times uh, for some furniture, but we're not really a self-storage uh, family, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit naive t to this, but you but look you, around but, town, but you've used it, right? Yeah, and, and, I have, and, and I've seen... You did, know, you, did you enjoy the experience? No, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it sucks, yeah. Yeah, it does suck. It's expensive, and it was, it was cumbersome, and you know, you almost feel like a criminal going in there with your little key. And, uh, yeah. And, and, but there's a lot of... So my point here is that there were a lot of storage facilities around, exactly. and some of them in pretty expensive... You know, there's exactly. one in the middle of Bondi Junction, yeah. and you're like, 
Wow, I mean, that is an expensive real estate. Somebody's got to pay for that. Yeah, ultimately, somebody's got to pay for that real estate, and that's the, that's the customers. And um, it, it just doesn't make sense, right? Because obviously, it's not storing the stuff in a lot of individual units. is not as efficient as taking one big warehouse that is professionally managed, uh, and it's just not accessible to the public, which is the case in our, uh, with our warehouse. Right. So, I mean, you probably run the numbers in this. How big is the market for, the, it's, for what you're dealing with? You know, that's, that's hard to say because there's, there is the self-storage market, which is big and growing, um, but it's only one kind of one element that, that we believe is exciting. Obviously, we do want to get, get a share of that self-storage market, but what's more ex exciting is actually building a market uh, for, for the service I described, which, which hasn't, doesn't exist just yet. Um, so it, it's, very, it's very hard to put a number on that. However, we believe that the market is, is, is big, right? That, um, as I said, that every, almost everybody at some point in time living in a big city might be using us. Yeah, and, and who, are the, who are the main players in this that are going to be Ubered, or <laughs> whatever you, the expression might be by you guys? There is a bunch. I mean, basically every, every big self-storage company um, will to some extent be um, be annoyed by us and so our, who, our service. Like, so Kennards? Those are, they're, they're one of the big ones. They're okay. actually the biggest one in Australia. Okay. Um, but, but next to that, you know, there is obviously, as I, as I said, there's the market that we're building and there's nobody in that space yet, right? So uh, nobody's going to be too annoyed about that, I hope. Because <laughs> we're, we're offering something, right, that, that has existed. I actually believe that a bunch of, you know, companies uh, are going to be pretty excited about what we're doing, let's say real estate agents, um, you know, when, when, they're, when they're showing somebody an apartment and that person uh, feels like they need more storage space and wouldn't, wouldn't then, you know, buy that apartment, could be talking about our service as a solution to that problem and maybe, maybe then end up selling, selling something that they wouldn't have sold before. Right. Just playing around, right? But I think there is, there's lots of applications of what we're doing and uh, I think we, we, we play it right, um, we can be adding a lot of value not only for our customers but also for, uh, for companies who are already out there. Yeah. So ultimately partnerships are going to be key Absolutely. to your growth. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So is there a, one of your guys here focused on That's just exa partnerships? Exactly. exactly. Right. So the, um, you know, the non-operations person on the ground is doing um, a lot of that. Right? It's, it's a lot about building great partnerships that are beneficial for both parties. Um, who then help us identify the people who have the need for for storage, yeah. and um, you know educate them on our service and, and win them over. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing a lot, right? If you if you talk to people um, that are kind of facing the uh, uh, the problem of having to, to store some stuff, um, you know it, it, it takes a minute to they understand how our business model works, and then they get very excited usually, and yeah. a lot of them end up using us. Okay. All right, so probably getting to the end of, of, of yep. our time. So, you know, a few quick, I mean, is this your first, tri first trip to Australia? It is indeed. All right, yeah. so what do you think of Australia? I love it. Yeah? You're going to move here? I love it. I'm going to come back as often as possible, not only for business reasons. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. No, it's, it's, it's great. It's actually, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great place to be in from, from the business side of things because I, I feel like, this business model makes a lot of sense, and we've obviously talked to a lot of people living here before we 
you know, I decided to come here. Uh, but besides that, it's just it's an awesome place. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and I suspect you've been pretty busy with uh, Spaceways, but yes. have you had a chance to to you know experience the, the the range and depth of the startup ecosystem here? I have uh, talked to a couple of people just because through my you know my network, other rocket companies, etc. Yep. I I'm somewhat plugged in, and I think it's. Um, there is a lot of potential in this market. Um, I think there's lots of interesting things happening. And um, so, any observations as an outsider? What can we do better? We're always trying. What to can improve. you do better? Yeah. Oh, I'm, that's uh, that's a tough one. No, I um, I think it's you know the the one thing that I believe that every company, every country can learn from the U.S. And I've I've spent some time in in, in California. Is uh, you know that taking risks, launching companies as opposed to going to work for for big um, corporates is something that is very appealing. And even if you fail, um, it's going to benefit you in the long run. So I think you know uh, every every company, every country outside the U.S. Um, could kind of push that push that more the entrepreneurial spirit and, and get people to take take more risks. Yeah. But that all doesn't right. apply to Australia only, right? It, apl yeah, it definitely true. applies to Germany because we're definitely the most risk-averse people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, this is a, a great place to live. But yeah. I mean, the startup ecosystem is not Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, it never will be. I mean, it just doesn't have the scale yeah. or the money. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we're determined to make it better. So, yeah. um, thanks for being part of that, and thanks for coming down Thank here you. and launching this great service. So, um, yeah, we'll call it a day there. Thanks for coming. Thank you.